0: Let's talk about, real quick, um, Cash's decision to give Snell the early hook. In the action zone yesterday, you were going to ride the arm of Snell, and the Rays were definitely riding the arm of Snell uh, against the L.A. Dodgers. Well, then Snell says he's disappointed and upset of his manager Cash's early hook. Rowdy, I think, uh, I think he's got to uh, he stand on this one, right? Like That's the reason you can point to why they lost, because Snell was balling. Yeah,
1: after that type of performance, I mean, he had given up just one hit until he gave up the hit in the, what was that, the sixth inning? Yeah. And so, then you get pulled. You had, you had nine strikeouts, just one hit, no walks. You get pulled when one guy
0: gets on base? So the Rays were leading 1-0, and they say Snell arguably throwing his best game of the season. Struck out nine Dodger hitters while giving up. It was two hits actually. Uh, he the second hit allowed yeah, was, was the, the number nine one hitter. Where they pulled him. He had Austin Barnes, and then they opted for Anderson, who gave up, who promptly then gave up a double, a game tying wild pitch, and an RBI ground out, putting the Rays behind in the game for the first time, two to one, and then the Dodgers never looked back.
1: Oh, well, I already told you what I would do with Kevin Cash.
0: Yeah, Rowdy said he'd fire him.
1: I'd fire his ass right on the spot.
0: <laughs> and if Get I was fired.
1: if I was Blake Snell. I straight up would say, I'm out of here. I can't play in this organization
0: anymore. I'm either gone or you get rid of him. Now, that's, I mean, that's beyond overmanaging, wouldn't you think? How do you pull a guy in the World Series who is having the best game of the playoffs for him? And you, obviously, it was the wrong decision because they lost and then they lost the World Series. He lost two games in the World
1: Series for the Rays. He lost games five and game six. Let's not sugarcoat. He lost the last two games for the Rays.
0: That's that's tough. That's like shades of uh, and, and Craig guess, Council. guess why he lost? Because he overmanaged. Can,
1: he can cite the same thing. The numbers told me. The numbers said this. Well, if you're just going to go by the numbers, I'll get a monkey to come in and do your job.
0: If you want to go by the numbers, obviously they're not going in his favor because he's lost, like you just said, Games five and six. If
1: you just read off a sheet,
0: anyone why? is anyone, anyone is qualified can to be a manager. You could have a robot out there. We don't even need a yeah. monkey, Rowdy. You just need a robot. Robo
1: umps. Now, how about robo managers?
0: Robo umps and robo managers. Why? Why would you even need a manager if you're just reading off a sheet of paper and crunching numbers with your calculator? It, a robot can easily do that.
1: Bring in some nerd that's never played baseball before.
0: I, I mean, you could just all you got to do is a one time fee and a robot. And you got a robot that calculates it in its little head, and then it will spit out a little printout and tell the you know it'll it'll be the next lineup card. And you're like here it is, and then here's what we're gonna do. I don't know why you need a manager if you're vibing on a if you see a guy. How can how can numbers replicate what a guy is doing? Listen, I know analytics are a real thing and they've taken over baseball. But Nelson, how many times were you like, oh, I don't know, I, I'm gonna listen to my gut on this, and how many times you write on your gut? Aren't you? I'm like always right on my gut. Not 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 a hundred percent. Well, what it,
1: and it pisses me off because the Brewers follow this. The Brewers, yeah. the Brewers have tried to model what the Rays have done. The Rays were the first team to kind of do this: the opener, do bullpen games. You know, starters going four, five, maybe six innings and pulling them for the bullpen. You know what? Guess what? if if they want to continue to do this, obviously. It can win you some games in the regular season. It doesn't get it done in the postseason. And you know what? You don't need managers. Maybe get rid of Craig Council and save one point five million dollars because anyone can do it.
0: Well, now you're throwing Craig into this, but yeah, well, Craig Council times, falls victim to the overmanaging. Early, well, you saw early. it. In, you saw it. In game seven against the LA Dodgers in the NLCS. What about game two? Uh, game two. The re Draft, The nerds cost the Rays the World Series. The nerds cost the Rays a World Series. Obviously, it it shows you when analytics, it's like when keeping it real goes wrong, but when analytics goes wrong. Blake Snell having the best game of his postseason this year, and he gets pulled early, the hook. And what happens? Gives up just one hit in the inning when there's already an out. And what happens? He gets pulled, and the Rays, because of that decision go on to lose, because of the number nerds, the analytic nerds, the nerds. Hashtag science. So Nelly, we saw the Tampa Bay Rays make it to the World Series. Had a smaller payroll than the Milwaukee Brewers. They also started what you know Craig Council and the Milwaukee Brewers, what are they like? They're like their opener, they're you know the bullpen game, they give guys early hooks, yada yada yada, right? Well, to your point, and you were keen on this years ago. The Rays kind of started it a year or two before the Brewers started doing it, correct?
1: Yeah, for so sure.
0: the Rays kind of set the model of what to do, uh, that the Milwaukee Brewers then kind of started. You know, the NFL is a copycat league. Uh, baseball, in a sense, in some ways, is a copycat league. So the Brewers started doing what the Rays were doing because that fit best for you know, their, their roster, their lineup. And um, the Rays, so they were doing what the – they started it, and then they had the smaller payroll and made it to the World Series, the Milwaukee Brewers already cut their payroll last year, and now coming up this year say they're going to be cutting their payroll again, But the bl- which is not good. But the blueprint is out there as you know. the Rays made it to the World Series with this kind of model. Do you think, and I know we've kind of had this conversation before, but with the Rays making it to the World Series with a, l- a lesser payroll than the Brewers and the same kind of model, do you think that in your lifetime – the Milwaukee Brewers will be able to get to and win the World Series. See, if you would
1: have asked me in 2018 or 2019, I would have told you yes.
0: Yeah, just because they were so close, right?
1: And they had kind of a core that you could you could get behind and say, man, we have so many different all-stars here. We have some pieces at pitching here. And with how bad Christian Yelich played this last year Whoa, and stinky. the contract that you gave him and you obviously can't get out of. P.U. I really don't know. I'm... I'm leaning towards no. And it's not only that, but the the in the last 12 years, the Rays have made it to the World Series twice but they've never won it. Yeah. They've gotten there, they've been competitive in the AL East,
0: but they haven't got over the hump. The Tampa Bay Rays had out of the 30 teams in the majors, the Tampa Bay Rays had the 25th out of 30. 25th was their payroll at at 60 million dollars. Fifth fifty nine million nine hundred and sixteen thousand six hundred and sixty six That was the raised payroll. We'll just we'll just round up and say sixty million was their payroll. Twenty fifth in the majors, the Milwaukee Brewers. Is this is this right? The Milwaukee Brewers sixteenth, hundred and three million.
1: That might have been before it got cut down because yeah, that's of the COVID. Tw-
0: that's the twenty six man payroll. Looking here, and then looking all right. That could have been what they were originally
1: scheduled to make pre-COVID. Okay, that must be what it is. And then COVID cut it down to 37%.
0: Yeah, because I'm looking, I'm like, this is kind of, the numbers seem a little off. But still, it was a a pretty big margin of where the Rays still came in at with their payroll. The Milwaukee Brewers, who are cutting and probably cutting again. Well, they are cutting again. All right, here you go. Here's, Here's the updated one. The Milwaukee Brewers had 38 million. There you go, and the Tampa Bay Rays had 28.6. So the Brewers were 24th, and the Rays were 27th. 28.6 million. The Brewers are cutting coming up this year, um, as after they didn't they cut didn't they say after they made it to one game away from the World Series that they lost money on that year? Remember that Adonazio saying that they were like losing money. So they reached keeper in their pockets. It's
1: because they redid all of their spring training facilities, which came yeah. out of his pocket. Yeah. Which is something yep. you do once every 20 to 30 years.
0: Yeah. So he was crying, woe is me. We spent more money, yada, yada, yada. But to your point, they, yes. Even though at
1: that time he had been the owner of the Brewers for about 15 years and they were net positive in 13 out of the 15.
0: Yeah. So we have now of basically – Comments from David Stearns, the GM, after the season ended for the Brewers, talking about how they were going to be cutting payroll,
1: and the price of the organization has more than tripled since yeah, he bought they're them.
0: They're making mad cash off the Brewers. Marquez Anio was. So with the Brewers slashing payroll again, money's going to be down all in the majors, anyways. I, if you were to ask me, I'm the same vein as you. If you were to ask me in 2017, 2018. Will the Brewers win the World Series in my lifetime? I would say yes. But after the last two years of what has unfolded, cutting payroll, and watching that abysmal team trot out this year, make the expanded playoffs with a below 500 record and only score two runs total, which was double the amount that the Cubs scored and the Reds, in the playoffs, and just watching what they trotted out there and the 60-game season that was, I'm... I don't think the Brewers are ever going to win the World Series in my lifetime.
1: See, this is the thing that, that kind of irks me a little bit. They have some of the pieces. Damn. They have some of the pieces to be a solid team. They'll just never go and spend the money to actually try and be a true contender. Uh-huh. I mean, look at some of the guys that they have right now. If Christian Yelich comes back and is healthy, if Keston Kira comes back and, you know, it only was a two-month season and he plays the ability that he played with two years ago, that's two solid bats right there. Now, both guys severely underperformed this year, but it was a weird two month wacky COVID season. Yeah. Then you look at the pitching staff, you have Brandon Woodruff. He's young. You have he's a beast. You have these pieces in the bullpen. Look at Devin Williams. He just won reliever of the year. Look at Josh Hader. He won reliever of the year the U- the two years before that. Corey Canable will be coming back. And I expect Corey Canable to be looking like his old form this year, which would be a year and a half after his injury. Uh-huh. I mean, that's three great arms in the bullpen, especially if Canable's anything close to what he was before. Then you have Woodruff. You have Corbin Burns.
0: Devin Williams is in that bullpen.
1: That's two solid starters that are both under the age of 28. Yeah. And they're controllable. All five of those guys are controllable outside of Canable for more than I think it's three or four years.
0: You got, you got a lot of arms, right? I mean, the arms are there.
1: Freddie Peralta is now under contract. I'm not the biggest Freddie Peralta fan, but he's under contract for pretty cheap for a while. Yep. If they could seriously go out and get one other big arm to come in and play well, and one other big bat, that that could make you right there a World Series contender.
0: It's it's it yeah they would bummer. rather
1: yet they would rather cut corners, be just good enough to make the postseason, and just good enough so that they can make a profit.
0: Just good enough to say, hey, we made it to the playoffs. We were trying. We did as best as we could with what we were given. And didn't we gave you more action in the postseason to go party in our parking lot if that's ever a thing again? I
1: think it's Stearns has even said it. He goes, we're just looking to be competitive enough every single year to make the make the playoffs and just give ourselves a chance. Yep. Well, how many times did some of these below average teams that made the playoffs ever feel like they had a real chance to win the World Series. How many times when the Brewers made the playoffs going back to two thousand eight, did you really feel like they could win the World Series?
0: I think your 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 closest one was when they were in the NLCS against the Dodgers. Yeah, right? two thousand eighteen. That was it. All the other times, you're like, "All right, this is a fun team. Maybe they can grab lightning in the bottle." 2000,
1: 2008. You knew they weren't going to win the World Series. But they're
0: fun. It was like you thought, mate. Like was if anything awesome was possible. It was awesome because
1: they finally made the playoffs. Yeah,
0: man. and we're we're celebrating about making the playoffs. Okay, well, I'm sick of celebrating just making the playoffs. I know the Brewers haven't done it many times in the in the history of their 2011 organization.
1: 2011 was a really good team, but the Cardinals were their kryptonite.
0: Yeah, making the playoffs was great. In 2008, that was exciting. Okay, well, we made the playoffs. For the first time in franchise history, what was it, three times in a row now? Yeah, 2018,
1: 19, and 20.
0: So, okay, how many times are we going to celebrate just making the playoffs? That's, that's fine and dandy. That's great, right? Well, maybe we talk about now about expectations of winning the World Series. Well,
1: technically, you made it to the NLCS in 2018. Then you were eliminated in the wild card one-game series in it's 19. The and then you made it, well, I guess it's best of three, but you were two and out. Against the Dodgers as a twenty-nine and thirty-one, and the worst team to make it.
0: And the S Hey, they weren't the worst. They were you're, tied with the you're worst. You're now descending from where you were at, <laughs> not ascending. You gotta be always be ascending, never descending.
1: All of 20- Oh, and you let all stars like Mike Mustakis, Yasmani Grandal, yep, just walk out of your life. Probably could have signed at least one of them.
0: Yep, and then we see Brett Phillips. You know, making a difference for the Rays in the World Series. G Man Choi, guys. One of, your, one of your quote unquote leaders and captains quit on you? Yeah, Lorenzo Kane. <laughs> Danny Vandenboom's the guy we're going to be rolling with for uh, your Wisconsin Badgers uh, when it comes to uh, the quarterback. Because Chase Wolf, uh, no news is out yet if it's that second test is uh, confirmed or not. But yeah, for Graham Mertz, it is. Uh, again, Danny Vandenboom throwing just one pass in his career, a three-yard tuddy in 2018, 28-0 as a starter for Kimberly, uh, back-to-back state titles. He is a habitual winner. The one thing I think that uh, the biggest question, now I think it's a bigger question than Danny Vandenboom, and maybe I'm wrong in thinking this, is the running game. Something that you were very high on coming into the Illinois game. Graham Mertz obviously balled out. But the running game, I think, is still in question because I I feel like they're going to have to rely more on the running game than the arm of the quarterback. I was not high on them. You I were said not. They
2: had to prove themselves,
0: and I don't think they proved themselves. They did not.
2: That well, the grand merch. I mean, as a unit, you put up two hundred and six
0: yards. As a but, what they run a, like three point six yards a carry, something like that. It was yeah. Uh, that's I mean, the lowest they, that a team has done against them besides Ohio State. Yeah. What What do we have? Um,
2: Groshack. Girlship 13 looked the best. Carries he the best. yards, 19 carries for Nakia Watson, 69 yards and 11 carries for Garendo for 37 yards.
0: Yeah. Um Well, what Nelson, what did you say to RJ about um about Nakia Watson and his his vision or lack thereof? Yeah, I think he's not there.
1: Yeah, he has <laughs> very little vision and he doesn't make the first guy miss.
0: And
2: he he's yeah.
1: a straight ahead runner where he's got his head down. He's a decently strong good athlete, mm-hmm. but it's just straight ahead. There's no movement. Well, There's no breaking the first tackle or making the first guy miss, and the vision has definitely struggled week one.
2: And it looks like Garendo can get taken down
0: by a strong breeze, <laughs> like a nudge. Well, he's that shifty, speedy back, right? That, uh, but if you nudge him, he's down. Well, I messaged right. you guys, on... but if
2: if you're shifty and speedy, you should have some sort of balance <laughs> to to be able to roll off or you know make a jump cut or something. But he gets. It seemed all too often the first guy was making the tackle. Well, maybe he was mesmerized by the arm of Graham Mertz. I messaged
1: you guys on Friday night saying Garrett Groshek was the best running back and it wasn't close, and I I stand by that. The the vision was way better, and he's got much more experience Mm -hmm. just being out there. And there were carries where Nakia Watson was getting probably two to three yards, where Garrett Groshek was getting five or six.
2: Right, and I I also think with that, the – with the passing game outside of one pass, uh, Groshack <laughs> then becomes your every down back rather yeah. than we he trots out there and they know it's going to be a passing
1: down, yeah. And I think I, I think we would all probably agree that he probably catches the ball even though he was the one drop better <laughs> than the other running backs just because if he wasn't the better pass catcher, why was he out there in the past, right? right. When they had Jonathan Taylor, right? Yeah,
0: uh, but also a point that you made, Nelson, about. Nakia Watson uh, and company was. It's kind of hard to compare these guys who are, you know, a, a solid D one player to I don't know Jonathan Taylor, statistically the greatest running back over a three year span. It's kind of unfair but to re- when you come to kind Wisconsin. Kind of unfair to compare. I did say that, but, but you when you come to, to
1: Wisconsin and you've looked at what Wisconsin running backs have done basically in the last thirty years and some even before that. You don't expect an average Division One player. Yeah, exactly. You need to be good. I
2: mean, who knows? Maybe we see Julius Davis get some snaps this coming week. Cause, yeah. Because, I mean... It won't hurt. What's it going to hurt? Right. I, I, I'm I not sure. Somebody's ego?
1: Whatever. Uh, I don't
2: know who's, though, because you got to be doing better than three yards a carry. I
1: mean, even Jalen Berger, we saw highlights in yeah. practice. Why those two didn't... Command any carries. I don't. Right. I don't think they could be much worse than two yards straight forward. And right. it's,
2: it's not like you can't get a year back. We're gonna year. keep.
0: We're gonna keep talking about it. So RJ said something last segment that I wanted to dive further into. You said there might be some egos hurt in the Wisconsin Badgers. You know, if they uh, turn to Julius Davis for running the ball, or maybe did we even see any Jalen Berger? No. No. I. Yeah. I. I don't think. J- Davis,
2: or Berger got any snaps.
0: I think it was just the three. So you said, you know, maybe there would be some egos hurt. What would go wrong besides some egos hurt? And my question is, wouldn't this be the year to hurt some egos and try some new stuff out? Because at the end of the day... We're our, Wisconsin's already in jeopardy of not even playing a game against Nebraska on Saturday if they meet that COVID-19 threshold. We've already hurt a certain ego. I mean, I know he got injured, so he couldn't play. But Jack Cohn, I feel like his ego had to be a little hurt after seeing Mertz Mania running wild against Illinois. Because how are you going to sit there? and see a guy uh, light up social media on fire, throw five touchdowns, you know, 250 yards, whatever it was, 20-21. Patrick Mahomes gives him a shout Patrick out. Mahomes has given him a shout-out on Twitter. Good point. I, I feel like an ego was hurt already there. Now Graham Mertz can't even play. Chase Wolf looks like he can't play. Now you're going to have to go with uh, Danny Vandenboom. Isn't this the year to hurt some egos and try some things out? At the end of the day, does it even matter? No, this doesn't even count against eligibility this year.
2: In the end? Does it even
0: really? Matter? Well, Lincoln Park, Rowdy, isn't this the year to hurt some ego?
1: Well, at least it would be to try some younger players. RJ mentioned it. There's no, re- there's no red shirts this year. Everyone pretty much can have a red shirt if they want one. I, th- this would be the year to try different people. Even if you're like, uh, oh, maybe this kid has a high ceiling, but he's probably not ready. But maybe we'll give him like a few carries, or Oops. we'll we'll get him out there for a few snaps just to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about Jack Cohn and his ego being hurt. You know, it's it's probably pretty tough to be on that sideline and be encouraging especially to a teammate that throws 5 touchdowns in one game when you threw 18. Yeah. the whole season. Right. And and we're not and that's not like a diss to Jack Cohn cuz 18 and 5 are great numbers especially for what we expect at Wisconsin. But when a guy comes in and slings 5 touchdowns and he looks like the closest thing you've seen to Russell Wilson. You got to go with that guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, f- I feel like if you're going to yeah. hurt anyone's ego this year, this will be the year to do it because you have the ultimate and Trump. You have like, dude, It's it's a, at the end of the day, we're going to see this. It's a meaningless season. It's eight games. Wisconsin might be already in jeopardy of missing a game. It'll be considered a no contest. And I'm sure there's going to be other programs that might suffer this too in the Big Ten because they have to be perfect. There's no way you're going to be perfect. Right. And the, So why, and not, why thing not roll is, the dice and try some
2: things? Like, you have to wonder about, like, the commitment to seniority in this program. Like, it took them four games to start Jonathan Taylor his freshman year. Yeah. And the the guy still put up 19... Yeah, it was just under 2,000 yeah. yards. Um, it took them four games mm-hmm. to realize Quattro. that's the best guy. I, I don't care who you are. Like... <laughs> Bernie and I have talked about it. We were wondering
0: why this guy was fourth string. Yeah, you guys came running in quick, um, like you got to check this guy out.
1: Well, who was who was the backs in front of? Him? Wasn't it Shaw, uh, the kid that transferred from Pitt that's escaping? My-
2: Chris James, Chris James, and, and then um, there was
1: one more that was still
2: around. Oh, who uh, the, the guy who ended up at Cal? Um, well, who is that Bradrick Shaw, the kid from Maryland? I. I know there was—it's escaping me—but yeah. there was another guy that day, was there.
1: But here's the thing: after what you guys said about Jonathan Taylor and what we've all witnessed his freshman through junior year, how could you not see he was better than Shaw? Right? Shaw was terrible. <laughs> Shaw Shaw might be worse than he might have been worse straight I mean. ahead, yeah. moving side to side than Nikia Watson. And we're ripping. JD this said it was Taiwan
0: deal. Yeah, ah, Taiwan yeah, deal. Taiwan. There yep. you go. Thanks, JD. JD and Emerson coming in hot.
1: But you know what I'm saying like Nikia Watson's that straight ahead guy mm-hmm. doesn't make one guy miss. You know, he's had trouble with his vision. Yep. Shaw's worse than that.
2: <laughs> he, well, Shaw was worse than that. Shaw was a upright runner who just went straight to the hole. I mean, that's that's what
0: he, he Well are was. we kind of seeing that with Nikia Watson right now?
2: Yeah, but Shaw was but a Shaw bigger body. Had,
0: and he had yeah. a lot more playing time and than Nikia Watson, Watson. Yeah, a lot, Shaw definitely did. And Nikia Watson, you had one game. It was the Grand Merch Show, just running wild, right? All right? Let's go to the phones really quick. I got them blowing up. Welcome to the show. Who do I got? What up? This is G-Dub. Hey, hey, G-Dub. What's up, homie? Is this your first time calling
3: in? It's my first time.
0: Oh, first time, long time. What's up, baby? First
3: time, long time. What's going Six on, G-Dub? 6'2", two. Two in a northern Wisconsin 290.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are a legend, G-Dub.
3: Yeah, hey, I just called in because RJ just hit it right on the head. Me and Doug got this conversation yesterday. As far as the seniority, and what's kind of telling is these interviews that you know, like Jake Ferguson and uh, I think it was uh, Burrell. Yeah, where they they seen as far as Mertz and then Cone, the seniority where they're 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 loyal to their their seniors, which is good. But what's telling is in these interviews you hear Ferdinand and like Burrell glowing about merch that they see. They, they I think their, their their quotes are like they see this every day in practice. And if you see that kind of that kind of output in practice every day, like how could you not? You know,
0: right? <sighs> like if you see it on the field yeah, in practice, yeah. then you'd think that it would also translate to the game, right? Exactly. If, they,
3: if they're seeing. What we've seen against Illinois every day in practice. I mean, it, and if he's lights out in practice, I mean, I think there's something to that where they're, they're loyal to their, to their seniors. And another thing is what nobody's really talking about is their, our defense. You know, for the past five years, it's like one and two best in the nation.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, you know, that's the one thing, you know, that we can lean on. But for, you know, the rest of the season, one of these games where merch is going to be missing is that, hey, we got. One of the best defenses in the country, yeah, which are kind of make makes our defense mad that nobody's really talking about you know hey we, we, <laughs> yeah, we don't cut our quarterback but I we'll, feel you, games with our, with our defense,
0: yeah, it's uh um if there's a game on Saturday, G dub, are you going to be drinking again in your awesome garage
3: absolutely my man absolutely. We're,
0: we're just waiting for the invite, okay G G-Dub? I guess we're not going to get that invite. All right, 608-321-1670. <laughs> Twitter's at Zone Madison. Uh, whoever, just, someone else was just on hold. I was just about to get to you. Call back in. I didn't mean to, for you to wait a little bit, but, you know, that's, that's the game we play here on uh, Sports Talk Radio. G-Dub, definitely not with the invite right there. I don't know if, it's, if, he, uh, if he didn't want to invite us. or. If... So I have a Twitter poll out right now, and it's already up over 300 votes. It's, um, it's a simple one, really. So Graham Mertz just heard it in that incredible sports flash from that very sexy, handsome-sounding man, and he was talking about how Graham Mertz as yes, tested positive for the second time, the PCR test for COVID-19. That means Graham Mertz will must sit out 21 days. So my question is, up, uh, it's a Twitter poll we have going on right now, is do you agree with the Big Ten's policy that a player must sit for 21 days after a positive COVID-19 test? And your options are, yes, I agree with it. Or no, I don't agree with it. Right now, seventy point five percent of the vote going to no. I do not agree with it. Uh, We had uh, let's see, Scott messages in. He says if they don't have this twenty-one day policy, they'll they'll infect the entire Big Ten. How? Yeah, I don't know exactly how
1: they would affect. That would like infect the entire Big Ten, especially if the SEC. The ACC, the Big 12, and all the other smaller conferences that have been playing went with
0: the 10 day. In fact, the NCAA's guidelines say 10 days. The CDC, which is, you know, the stuff we're supposed to like abide by, says 10 days.
1: So I would, 21 I would, days I would is absurd. I would understand that if the Big Ten's policy was seven days, where the CDC and everyone else was at 10 days. Yeah. So it was like earlier, but not 11 days longer than that.
0: Uh, the 11 days, why is it an extra? Okay, so f- what did they say when coronavirus first happened? You got to quarantine for 14 days. All right, okay, 14 days, sure. Why does the Big Ten tack on an extra week to 21 days? And then we get another guy, Buck's Anarchy, says, it doesn't really matter if we agree or disagree. The policy is what it is. Yeah, no doubt, but we do this thing called Sports Talk Radio. How about you, I don't know, have an actual take instead of just bowing down to the overlords that tell you how to live your life. I, I mean, that's that's pretty and easy And it's a terrible
1: policy. It's an absolutely terrible and policy. And it's the only one of its kind. Everyone if, else is at 10 days.
0: So I went and looked at all of the conferences... In college football, and they gave a breakdown for every single protocol. The SEC a minimum of ten days from a positive test, and then a four-day period of uh, getting acclimated, reacclimated. They test three times per week. The ACC they test three times per week. They have a minimum of ten days after a positive test. Then you have the Big Twelve. They test three times per week. They have a minimum of ten days from a positive test, and then you go look at the Big Ten. They test daily and have a minimum of 21 days after a positive test. So even if, let's say Graham Mertz, who second positive test for COVID-19, let's say Graham Mertz has no symptoms, he's asymptomatic, and he's feeling just fine, and on Monday, let's say he tests in a 24-hour span, he has a couple tests, and he has negative tests. Like in Major League Baseball, if you test twice, two negative tests in a 24-hour span, you can then get cleared to go back and play. I think that's the way to go. Same. But in the Big Ten, if Graham Mertz, let's say on Monday, tests twice and it gets both back negative and they do the more, you know, the PCR test and that comes back negative, Graham Mertz, who would no longer have COVID-19, still has to sit 21 full days, even if he's completely fine. Now, he can go back and practice if a cardiologist clears him because, you know, the reason why they have the 21 days, too, so they say, is to do the heart screening for the cardiac, if they have cardiac problems. Well, if a cardiac doctor comes out and says, you know, you're fine, you're clear of this, Graham Ritz can go then back to practice, but he is not allowed to play for 21 days. My question is, with the SEC, the Big 12, the Pac-12, the ACC, do they have doctors that are charlatans? Are they, are they snake oil? Do they sell snake oil? Are they, they, are like Dr. Nick Riviera from the Simpsons, are they quacks? Why do they all have 10 days when they are worth millions and millions and millions of dollars, all those universities? Would they trust bad science and bad doctors, Nelson?
1: No, because that would just be huge lawsuits waiting to happen.
0: So then why is it that the Big Ten has 21 days? Do they have doctors that are better than the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC, the Pac-12, do they have doctors better than them? That no more than these other medical professionals? This is what I'm not trying to understand here. Why can Graham Mertz practice but can't play? It I don't have s- an answer for I, it, I know, because it doesn't make sense. 21 days. So it comes back from the first positive test. So Graham Mertz, as reported by a lot of the big J's out there that are in the know, he got the positive test on Saturday. That was the daily antigen rapid testing. So it starts then. So Graham Mertz will miss Saturday against Nebraska if there is a game, because apparently that's in jeopardy right now because of the COVID-19 threshold on the roster. If there's more than 5% on your roster with COVID-19, they will, you will have to suspend football activities for seven days, therefore uh, canceling the game. Now, it's not a forfeit. It's just a no contest if it does happen. So Graham Mertz will miss Saturday against Nebraska, and then he'll miss, miss next Saturday against Purdue – and then since his test came out a positive last Saturday, he will be ready, hopefully, could be ready, I should say, to play against the Michigan Wolverines. The timeline's a little strange, but we're going to go with it because we have to go with it. That's the only thing we can go by, right? If Grammerz played Friday night and tested negative for COVID-19, but then tested positive for it Saturday, and then the PCR test, the more advanced test, then confirmed it yesterday... How's the timeline? Don't they say the incubation? It doesn't make sense. Because the incubation period is two, it, two, to to four- three,
1: two to three days at the
0: earliest. Yeah, and then all the way up to 14 days, correct? That's what I've been told. Somebody what, did what you get it on, read. they get on the latest on Thursday then? I, I, I'm confused on it all. The UW came out and released a statement saying, nobody tested positive for COVID-19 on Friday. That's why they played the game. Well, this is great. I'm glad they played the game. I want... We wouldn't have I want, I want want to gotten to
1: witness the five touchdown passes, the tying the school record for most completions in a row.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't have seen Mertz mania running wild. So during this time of a 21-day quarantine – or a 21-day of, of missing sitting out for Graham Mertz, during this time, Mertz will undergo extensive heart testing to try and determine any long-term issues that could arrive from having COVID. Once he tests negative for the virus and then gets the cardiac clearance – by an appointed cardiologist, he then can return to practice, but can't play.
1: So now, now I have to ask you, does the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, and on and on and on, do they have their players going and getting looked at by a heart specialist?
0: <sighs> that I don't know. I would assume that there would be because a heart specialist in there. I, I would imagine that there's probably
1: something in there too, especially when that news came out and the Big Ten you know, took the little extra time to get all their ducks in a row. So I would also imagine that they probably visit visit one too. I, w- I would have to imagine, right? Yes. If there was truly something there, don't you think when LSU had a big outbreak, Florida just had one, Clemson, once you thought we had heard, oh, of the 20 people that got it. Ten of them have lungs that are shot now. Yeah, how come we haven't heard any of that? It's just all the fear porn. That oh yeah, this is this is this could happen. This could happen. How come we're not actually hearing about it? Then we then we, we heard about because they're playing football. You farm. heard about what, was it the one kid from like uh, an SEC school where it's like oh he had something wrong with his lungs? And then it turns out he already had that prior to it's getting COVID. COVID. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's twenty twenty man. Not much makes sense anymore, right? I'm honestly
1: just getting ready to just say, screw it. Just shut the whole season down. I'm sick of listening to these people. Well,
0: that's what I think the Big Ten kind of wants to do. The 21, not the Big Ten of, like let's say, like the teams themselves. I'm talking about the higher-ups, the people, the chancellors, the presidents. I think
1: think fans and and people like us are saying, I'm sick of the presidents and the chancellors.
0: Like J.A. Krebs tweets, and he says to me at my account, Ebo says, he says, this is because the Big Ten doesn't want to play and they want to make it as difficult as possible.
1: I think it's time to break away from the president's chancellors and NCAA then. Go form your own teams.
0: I mean, there's been talk of it for a while, right? Yeah. I, I know uh, basketball wanted to do that, too, and kind of break away and make their own thing. I know I, I know we all hate them. Hey, blame
1: blame COVID. Everyone else does. Let's use that as an excuse.
0: I know we all hate Lonzo Ball, or um, what's the dad's name again? Is that Lonzo? No, it's the player. <laughs> no,
1: it's your boy. Uh,
0: Lamar. Lamar L- Ball?
1: What's his <laughs> L- name again? No. LaMelo is a kid. What's the dad's name La-Angelo's again? is a kid. Yeah, what's
0: the dad's name again? LeVar. LeVar. How could you forget that? He was just a blip on the radar. Big baller brand. LeVar Ball wanted to... I
1: can't believe you talked him up so much you forgot his name. Well, he was
0: father of the year two years ago. He should have been. Forgot his name. LeVar Ball. How how the mighty have fallen. Man. How you you
1: forgot father of the year from just two years ago?
0: Father of the year to... To me forgetting his name. Couldn't even remember what his, his name was. He wanted to break away from the NCAA for basketball and start his own league. I know we all hate him, hated him, don't even remember his name anymore, but he was on this something about starting his own league of breaking away. It's, uh, I, I don't foresee that happening because there's way too much money involved, but none, it doesn't make. Blame, blame COVID. None use of it, it makes as an much excuse. Sense. None, of, none of it makes much, much sense. You know, It's bizarre. But we're not going to. Mertz is not going to play on Saturday, Mertz yeah, is not yeah. going to play next Saturday.
1: Yet, Wisconsin's going to try and bend the rules a little bit to get him to play for Michigan, which I'm fine for, but he shouldn't have to miss two games. He shouldn't have to miss, because he's going to miss three. He shouldn't have to miss three. He should probably have to miss one.
0: Yeah, he should miss this Saturday. And then if he has negative tests and he's got no symptoms, then he should be and, able to play like all the other leagues, was 10 days.
1: And if you're testing every day, why can't they do exactly what the Major League Baseball policy was, where once you had two straight Two straight days of negative tests, you're good to go. Because we've talked about this before. It's like it's like any other sickness or virus when you get it. Ebo, you might get sick with the... Remember two years ago during the NLCS when you got it? Sickest i ever been. You're sick, as, and then I got it two days later. We share the same office. We sit, what, four to six feet away from each other? It's
0: six feet now. And you got
1: it. Then a few days later, I got it. And both of us were sick as hell. Well guess what? You got over it and like how long did it take you?
0: Oh um well I was I that's the only time I've ever missed work. Three days and then the weekend, so five days, I'd say. So it, it took you five
1: days. It took me three days. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm a little bit younger than you. It's not like it's that. What are you big trying to different... say? I'm an old, I'm, what, old what I'm, saying, I'm an old? What I'm saying is different people get over sicknesses at different times. It takes them longer. If they, if you were 80 years old and you got that same sickness that we had two years ago, it might take you two weeks to get over it. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Why can't someone that gets over it, say in two or three days, test positive two times or test negative Negative. two times after negative test and be able to come back and play. It's not his fault. Someone else takes two weeks to get over it. It only took him three days.
0: Well, in, in in every other college football league, that's the case. It's ten days, and then if you have if you're symptom free and the negative I just tests, don't get why blind. you
1: can't test every day because you're already doing it. The Big Ten's already testing every day. Once you have oh, two negatives, yep. you're back in the fold. But they have
0: the longest of twenty one days, and it doesn't really make sense. Like, okay, so when Scott tweeted in and said, if they don't do this for twenty one days, they'll infect the entire Big Ten. The CDC even says ten days.
1: And here's the thing: if the kids didn't want to go out and play, they could have opted out. It was already said this was a free redshirt year. They could opt out. 113 guys came back to Wisconsin to play football. So
0: even, all right, we, uh, this whole time since what, early March, it's been listen to the CDC, listen to the CDC, listen to the CDC. They know what's best. They know what's best. They know what's best. CDC, even if you want to go the longest, they say it's 14-day quarantine. The Big Ten still tax on one extra week to 21 days. All right, so our guy, we've had him on the show many times former tight end for the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, Andy Crooks. Love that guy. He tweeted at me last night, and Andy said, I don't agree with the 21 days, but the Big Ten was not going to play at all, so 21 days is better than nothing. So let's look on the bright side. 2020 requires us to look on the bright side. Now we've have, we have, we're anticipating for Graham Mertz's return, knowing he'll, he's taking seven-step drops down the hall to the Biffy. So, Crooks is, Crooksy is saying, and I love me some Andy Crooks, but he's saying it was either we get no football at all, or which they did agree with the 21 days. Which I, I feel you, Crooksy. I'm all about having football.
1: Would you rather wait a year or get teased from one magical Graham Mertz performance and then say maybe he never plays again for the rest of the season? He's I, out at least at least two weeks. Who knows? What if the team has another six guys that get it, and they can't play in two weeks. Which could very well happen. And then that all of a sudden turns into two-thirds of the season. Which
0: could very well happen. To to think that the, the season's going to be perfect is, you know, it's it's a dream. You're living in a dream world. There's no way the season was ever I, going I, to be I perfect. I think
1: I'd almost rather say I wouldn't have wanted to see Graham Mertz because I would have got teased for a whole year. Oh, no, it's
0: part of the nut kick continuum, Rowdy. You got kicked in the nuts. That's what happened. It's not a tease. You got booted in the nuts. And and then right Graham, in the sack.
1: you see what Graham Mertz did week one. Now watch, you know, say he was able to play the rest of the season and he balls out and we, we already anointed him second best quarterback in the Big Ten. Say he fulfills that and he's right behind Justin Fields, who Fulfill your destiny. Who right now is a top two guy to win the Heisman odds wise. So so you're the second best quarterback as a freshman that hadn't really played at all right behind a Heisman candidate. Okay, now we're going to miss him. For two more weeks. Who knows how many games they get to play the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, if they'll even play.
1: And now he'll be a third-year freshman, technically, next year. <laughs> say he balls out for one season. And then he says, peace out, Madison. I'm going to the NFL.
0: Wouldn't, that would be the ultimate and, and you
1: And all you got was one year and one game.
0: Yeah, one full season, hopefully next year. And then one game that was against Illinois this year, in worst-case scenario, right?
1: I would just say F you Big Ten. You cheated us two years of Graham Mertz.
0: Imagine this. Graham Mertz balls out against Illinois, which we don't have to imagine. We saw that. We don't see him again the rest of the year. And then he starts again next year and balls out. And we were doing the scenario yesterday in our in the office, weren't we, Rowdy? And watched watched Wisconsin just dominate. And then what were we talking about? It was the Big Ten Championship game. Ohio State wins in some miraculous, like, just Hail Mary, pull your hair out. Can't believe that just happened. Yeah, and then Mertz and is And then gone. Mertz says, I'm going – I'm going pro. I'm declaring for the NFL draft. You'd see one season, incredible season emerge, and one game against Illinois. And then the greatest quarterback Wisconsin has ever had said bye. And he's and a three-year freshman. And
1: if, ah! and if he continues
0: to build off what we
1: saw the first game, I have no doubt in my mind
0: that could be a very real thing. Oh, what would you rather do? Stay in school uh, and make no money or go pro and make millions of dollars? I would be taking the millions of dollars. Hypocrisy knows no bounds, folks. All right, let's go step by step here. Before we do that, I guess last night the L.A. Dodgers won the World Series. In case you missed it, the Dodgers won the World Series. Now let's reverse engineer. Let's go all the way back to the start of the Major League Baseball season. It was shut down. Remember when it was shut down two weeks into spring training because of COVID-19, Nelson? Yep. Major League Baseball gets shut down. And then what happens for the next couple months? It is nonstop bitching back and forth about, well, they said it was about the health of their yep. players. Remember health was, about the players. And remember, remember that specifically, the reason why that they were going back and forth so so many months was about health, the health, well-being, and safety of players. Remember that fact. Remember that. And
1: and as Blake Snell, who actually was playing in the World Series, the guy that got pulled was the one that said you know, it's not worth it to play for 37% or whatever the pro-rated was going to be at the time, but it would be worth his life to play for his full contract.
0: So as the negotiations went on, it became more and more obvious, and we already knew that from the start, that it wasn't about the health and safety. It was about money. Because that's, in America, what it's always about. Money. The almighty dollar. So they figure it out. It took way too long We eventually get a 60-game regular season. In this 60-game regular season, it is a, you know, it's a your area only. It's the vision only. You get the AL Central, the NL Central for the Brewers, right? No fans are allowed into the stands, right? No fans in the stands. Hardcore COVID-19 testing. They're doing everything in their power to not let COVID-19 spread in their players, which they said it was about health and safety. They don't want anything involving COVID-19, and rightfully so. They don't want the season to shut down. Now, we had a couple cases here and there, uh, like the Marlins and the Cardinals. And uh, And then the
1: Marlins gave it to the Phillies. Yeah, the
0: Phillies, sprinkling a couple teams here and there. But overall, they controlled it pretty well, and most teams got 60 games in. So then the playoffs come around. And in the playoffs,
1: every team could have gotten 60 games in.
0: Yes, every team could have gotten 60 games in. You were correct.
1: Though for some reason they didn't make the Cardinals like play. Like the
0: Cardinals didn't. Hmm. But majority of teams got yes, 60 carry games carry on. In. So we're still under the guise of fighting against COVID-19 in Major League Baseball. And then come the playoffs, right? And then once they get in the later rounds of the playoffs, after the wild card series, then fans start being allowed into the stands. Because, okay, we can contain the COVID-19. We were able to, you know... Um, control this with social distancing, limited amount of people in the stands, right? There's fans in the stands. We all saw that. Then the World Series happens. You have the Tampa Bay Rays versus the LA Dodgers, and we're still fighting against COVID-19 you know, as outbreaks are now spiking again in America, Wisconsin being one of them. You have LA being, you know, there's there's outlets and areas out there where COVID-19 is starting to rise. Fans are in the stands for baseball. Last night, Major League Baseball spit in the face of everyone that was abiding by the COVID-19 rules and made themselves look like the biggest hypocrites that they could possibly make themselves look like. As Rowdy, what happened in, the, in Game 6 last night in the World Series? There's a guy for the Dodgers named Justin Turner.
1: Yeah, good player. Obviously, they take these tests like every single day, these coronavirus tests. And what happens to Justin Turner? He had an inconclusive
0: test. He has an inconclusive test. So you don't know if he has it or or not, right? It's inconclusive. Yeah, they don't know. Well, he's allowed to play. So Justin Turner with an inconclusive
1: test is allowed Allowed to to play, play. but he had a follow-up test done, and it was pending. Now, they get the test results back. So the, ju- the follow-up test, just to be
0: clear, the follow-up test was taken again before the game, but he still was out there.
1: Yep, he was still allowed to play because his, his test was inconclusive. Okay. In the eighth inning of the game, he has to be pulled because that test was found to be positive. So he so has he got he a has positive COVID-19 COVID-19, test.
0: he was playing for eight innings. They let him play with an inconclusive test, and then it came back that it was positive. So
1: they pull him out. They pull him out. They play another inning or so. Game over, Dodgers win. They're celebrating on the field. Justin Turner is out celebrating on the field with, his with whole team. no mask, with his whole team high-fiving people, hugging, hugging people, with, being right taking pictures right in with everyone. With COVID-19. He
0: just had his
1: COVID-19 test that was positive.
0: So they literally give, probably about 30 minutes prior. They give him a positive result for his test. Pull him from the game. He comes back on the field, no mask on, celebrating with, the, with his team. And then for the photo, puts the mask on. With the photo, puts the mask on. Is that not the biggest hypocritical thing Major League Baseball could have done in the biggest game of the year? If you were really that serious about oh, this guy could potentially have COVID, we don't know. It was a
1: potentially contaminated test. It could be positive. You're holding him out for quote-unquote safety, aren't you? You're not allowing him to play.
0: The league preached protecting people from COVID-19. That's why the season was so delayed, allegedly. Turns out it was about money. The season was delayed because of protecting their players from COVID-19 and the fans. No fans in the stands because of COVID-19. You got to do this, you know, uh, your area only for your schedule. And then they got to abide by all these rules, right? But then Justin Turner gets a positive COVID-19. An inconclusive test. They allow him to play and then a positive Test during the game, they pull him out, and then they let him go back out without a mask on and celebrate with his team. And then once the cameras come, on, he puts the mask on. That's that's what happened, correct? Yep. How can Co- Major League Baseball allow that to happen?
1: Yeah, Rob Manfred needs to be fired. He needed to be fired like two years ago. How he should not be the commissioner of baseball anymore. He's done nothing but harm baseball. He's been no- done nothing but try and change baseball. Hey, that and the, trophy's just
0: a hunk of metal, though, right? He should be fired. The Dodgers won their first title in 32 years, according to Sports whether, Illustrated. Whether you agree Justin Turner should be out there or not,
1: based on his case, it's irrelevant. It's the fact that the, he put these rules down and doesn't even
0: follow them. So, reportedly from Sports Illustrated, Major League Baseball security personnel inform, informed Turner that he should remain in isolation. But one source told Sports Illustrated, quote, Turner said, F it, I'm going out there. And they didn't stop him. No one stopped him. No one cared. Well, then now then you have to take... So now you have his whole team, uh, security in the stadium, staff on the Dodgers, who whatever players... Because I saw players' wives and girlfriends out there on the field. Now there's also well, fans that, in the stands. What were
1: the Dodgers bitching about just a few years ago? How the GM, the manager of the Astros, mm-hmm. they knew that these guys were stealing signs and some of the players and they told him to knock it off but they didn't stop it but they didn't go straight up and be like okay this is enough it's done it sounds like the the rest of the Dodgers team is pretty complicit on this too no doubt if, if you knew that he was positive or you knew that he potentially was positive and you're like yeah you can play anyways
0: isn't that kind of almost the same thing it's 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 just it's beyond hypocritical how can you listen to anything they say now it's beyond hypocritical it's it makes absolutely no sense and again, I really don't
1: care. I mean Freddie Freeman supposedly was on his deathbed. The guy almost just won the MVP this year. Yeah. He was yeah. I'm sure Justin Turner will be fine. I'm sure anyone else on his team
0: will be fine. It's just the message it sends. Yeah, exactly. It makes no again, it's twenty twenty, it makes no sense. All right, let's go to the phones really quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got?
4: Yeah, this is a local therapist calling in trying to uh, settle Nelly down a little bit. He's probably like the most fired up I've seen this guy uh, or heard this guy over the last couple of years. Is this
0: is this our local therapist from up north?
4: Yeah, this is the Badger Pipeline from the north. Is column. that
0: Troy? What's up, Troy?
4: Oh man, you guys, we we got a show today. I tell you. Oh uh,
0: boy, we're cooking today, Troy.
4: There's so much to talk about. I know, dude. Uh, I I uh, we got to get it off
0: our chest, Troy.
4: I know, I know. I, I where do I start? Okay, since you talked about baseball, I I. Nellie's spot on. You both are spot on 100%. Baseball is just a flipping joke right now between the Astros and this going on last night with the Dodgers. Right. I thought the main conversation I'd be calling in today would be talking about the Rays manager, you know, with a <laughs> quick, uh, quick hook because I, I remember last night telling somebody, God, I thought Council had a quick hook, you know, and this guy actually. You watch it over on replay. The guy walks about five steps and then he, and he starts jogging to take him out with it. I can't believe he did that, but he's got to live with it. Um,
0: he, but, he screwed up game five and six.
4: Yeah, but Major League Baseball, wow, they, they really got to.
0: Uh, I mean, Troy, that's the biggest stage possible because it's, you know, you just won the World Series and the hypocritical, just the, it's just so hypocritical of what happened out there.
4: Yep, and, and I don't know if it, it's hitting closer to us because of the Badger situation. I think right so, I think so. You know, we're a little little sensitive, but uh, I'm pretty mad about it. The whole thing is just crooked and frustrating, and uh, I don't even want to talk about baseball anymore. You know, and, Troy, I think you just
0: described 2020: crooked and frustrating.
4: Yep, it is, and I, I'll be. It'll be interesting because I know the the quick hook of the the, the manager is taking some of it away from Justin Turner, but. Boy it was it was on the Good Morning America this morning everything else you know like what what are they doing here Right might be blowing up uh in Manford's uh, He City
0: he Park. is he's he's a tough scene Troy
4: Yeah he is So, so Nellie, you still there
0: Nelly's Nelly's Nelly had to go grab the phone for line 3 cuz the phones are blowing up over this too Oh no he's running back he's running back right now So Nelly just put his headphones on Troy say what you got to say to Nelly
4: Ellie, I want you to take a couple big deep breaths now and relax a little bit. We're going to get through this together, buddy. I don't know, Troy. He was
0: saying some things over break. I don't know if it's going to get better for a while.
4: <laughs> kind of like uh, snow when he read his lips when he got taken. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we, already, we talked about that earlier, too. It's like, and if the Brewers are trying to build kind of like the Rays, we already see Council taking hooks. Yep. Council probably lost no, two not games even, not in even the NLCS fired up against Council, for that. Troy. And then you look at cash last night. He lost games five and six. Rumors haven't had a sniff of the playoffs
0: for a while and Nelly's no, only fired up about council right now.
4: Well, hey, I, I don't want to take uh, some of the other callers' time here, but uh, again, therapists from the pipeline from the north, <laughs> calling in just to try to settle it down a little bit. Have another drink of coffee or something and uh, let's let's keep on throwing it around here what some other callers got to talk about, alright?
0: Alright, Troy, you can just bill us. Just send it to 730 Rayovac Drive, alright? <laughs>
4: Oh, that right, was See you, Have you buddy. A good one, guys. See you, man.
0: See you, Troy. I love Troy. Good stuff right there.
5: Pipeline of the North.
0: Let's go back at it. Thanks for waiting. Who do I got? This is Pete from.
5: Moderna. Hey, Pete. What's up, man? Uh, this is today. I'm the old black man with uh, historical refer- uh, historical remedy. I mean, uh, historical memory. Well, Pete, that, the stage uh, is yours, my friend. We're that, all that yours. That believes that Graham Mer- Merritt's uh, Graham Merritt's life matters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go for it, Pete. It- First of all, I'm sorry, Nelson. You know, you, you probably we we may not be going out to dinner anymore. But uh, I find that term uh, "fair porn" offensive. I mean. If you don't want to take it, and anybody that doesn't want to take the virus seriously, that's okay. But to say, tell the you know, to label the people uh, that do as practicing uh, fear porn, I find that really offensive. (laughs) I mean, we've got we've got healthcare workers that are basically you know risking their lives every day because they have to keep our healthcare system that's for profit trying to uh, uh, to uh, go while while the hospitals are filled up, where they have to triage people because they don't have beds for them. So if, we, if, if it takes missing, you know, a couple football games or, uh, or, or a player to, you know, to keep that system going and to keep those people alive and in their jobs, well then, you know, I, I say maybe that's okay. I don't think, and it, I don't think that's fair porn. Pete, I don't
1: think it, I'm trying to remember when Nelson said fair porn. Why does the CDC say ten days? Why does every other conference have it ten days? But now the Big Ten is twenty-one.
5: Because because that's the because that's the way that they want to do it. They actually they actually care about their their employees. I don't care what the SEC does. I don't care what the ACC does. Do you care what the CDC what they, does? They, they, the the. It, it, th- those are the worst uh, people to have as role models when I was in college they wouldn't even recruit or let black people play against them so uh, they, if you're going to use them at the, those would be no, the last right, people pe- I would ever use as role models
0: Pete we'll take, the SEC, we'll take the football conferences out of it the CDC themselves though it's 10 the, days the
5: CDC has been politicized
0: it, th-
1: that who, knows is true. What
5: they, who knows what they're, they're saying I don't believe them anymore because they've been politicized can
1: we agree on this though Pete if you truly wanted to protect the players Players, you never would have had them play from the start if you absolutely. thought there was everything to begin with. I absolutely agree with that. So that's, it, you that's know, why absolutely. I say ten versus twenty-one days doesn't really matter if, to if me.
5: You wanna, if you want to, if you want to get rid of, if you want to live with this thing forever, keep doing what we're doing. You can't be almost pregnant. You can't be half pregnant. You're either are or you aren't. So if you want to get rid of it, okay. If you don't, then we're going to have to live with it. And look what what it's done. It's wrecked our healthcare system. You know, it's wrecked our entertainment in, industry. And and so you know, but but I really find that uh, term "fair porn" as 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 offensive. See what I, I mean? You can you can say anything you want, but yeah. You what know, I'm getting that, at is
1: the fact that if it was really that serious, then no one should have been playing, and I would be okay with that. But then well, when everyone else comes out with 10 days, why the hell does the Big Ten go 21? Because if my lungs were damaged in 10 days. It doesn't matter if I'm out 10 days or 21 days. They're still freaking damaged if they get damaged.
5: They're, they're, they're playing basically so that they can pay coaches' salaries. That's it. So, I mean, you know, I, 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 don't think, I, I don't know how much they care about their, they don't pay their players. They, they don't really don't see, up until recently, till there was a scandal, they didn't even make sure that they graduated. They just, they just used them for entertainment. And I don't think it's worth it for, for amateurs to, you know, to, uh, risk their health and also healthcare workers and other people just so coaches can make, you know, four or five million dollars. But, but, but once again, fear porn, fear porn is really offensive.
0: All right. Well, thanks for calling, Pete. Uh, get it off your chest, man. We appreciate your insight. Nope, got pipe-bombed. I'm trying to remember when you said fear porn. I don't, I don't remember that. What was that, like 7 o'clock? I think, it was about
1: the, I think it was about the 21 days versus 10 days.
0: I mean, if they cared about the students, they, there would be no season.
1: Yeah, and that's when I use the term, because
0: if they did, then there wouldn't have been a season. Because if your lungs are affected, because the Big Ten says 21 days, they're going to have a cardiologist in there to check the heart. What's the difference between 10 days and 21 days?
1: Exactly, because you were already infected by it. You already got it, and you were already out there. I think
0: it's all obvious. that Here's the one thing they care about. It's the bottom line. It's how much money they make. That's America. Like You are, you care about how much money and you make I when you're in positions of power.
1: everyone had the option to opt out. You didn't have to play because everyone got a red shirt this year. It was a free red shirt year. Yeah. 113 people that play on the Wisconsin football team said, I want to play football. Yeah. The coaching staff said, we'll coach you if you want
6: to play. Now they're out there playing.
0: All right, let's go back at it. Hey, Terry, what's up, dude?
6: Yeah, I'll make it quick. Yeah, first of all, you nailed me right now when you're talking about your bare arms. You know, I was thinking gunslinger. Terry, I, I was right there with you, man. That's I said, was...
0: Graham Mertz has the right to bear that arm.
6: Start you know, slinging that
0: football around.
6: And you nailed my point. That's why I was kind of using the Second Amendment. And When Nelson came in there, he got me off guard. Oh, you're, all all good, so Terry. Thought... you're all good,
0: Terry. We welcome in everyone to the show.
6: All right, dude, I love you guys. We love you might you just want to say this. I just want to say this, I'm just going to round my numbers off. I believe in the state of Wisconsin, there are 670 schools that play football. Okay? Mm-hmm. And 170 opted out. So in the ballpark figure, and I'm sure somebody will know the exact numbers, which is fine <laughs> with me. We got a lot. We got um, the smartest listeners out there, Terry. Yep, you betcha. I have 500 are playing in this state. 170 are not, and I believe the majority of the 170s are in Dane County which again leads me that everybody else in Wisconsin is living a normal life except Dane County. So his last caller, I understand where he's going with it. I'm just saying is look across the country. Everybody's open, one or two counties are not. And, you know, and we're stuck in one that um, obviously isn't going to change for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's just my opinion. Um, but, you know, like I said, 500 schools are playing high school football with fans. And the majority of the stadiums are full. You know, high school, what two thousand. The big thing about high school is you know, they all stand behind them damn ropes or you know, they got like the, a snow fence, you know, that surrounds the the field, unless you got so Cadillac Stadium.
5: Yeah.
6: Um, you know, um, but they're like shoulder and shoulder. And um, if not, get out on a Friday night and go look. Go go cover the game tonight. Well what's his name? Is uh your buddy from fifteenth covering, which is one of the best sports announcers we ever had. Jacko? Um Jacko, he's the best. Yes, sir. Go out and with the game, he's covering tonight. Go on, count how many people are in the stands.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of people,
6: sir. C- certainly more than uh, Miller Park or or um, Lambeau Field or, or um, yeah.
5: Yeah.
6: Camp Randall. Yeah. Thanks, Terry. Thanks so, for calling back in, brother. Take care, brother. Have a great weekend. You too,
5: man.